0: what's up everybody this is mind your money with miss be helpful a show that highlights people and stories that will inspire you to get your money right today i have a guest named cleo who is from cleo yoga finance and she's starting a healthy financial lifestyle movement so something you probably never heard what's up cleo welcome to the show
1: Yes, I'm so excited to be here. Thank you so much for having me today.
0: Yeah, no girl, I'm so excited to talk to you because this is the first time that I've heard of somebody who really has such a clear, specific... Focus on joining together mindfulness, yoga practice, and personal finance, which is generally mm-hmm. not not a combo that you see every day. So, um, we're gonna jump in and talk about your brand and what you've created with your platform, definitely in a little bit. But first, I want to throw you just one or two fun questions about money. Um, and the first one is: What is the most expensive purchase that you've made in your life that you regret it to this very day?
1: Yeah. So the most expensive one is spending two thousand five hundred dollars on credit repair. You know, this someone who said they could fix my credit in 30 days or less. Um, Mm -hmm. I regret it because it was a waste of my time, waste of my money. And um, I really wish I would have known or realized that I could educate myself, learn, actually could have used some of that money to actually pay a real financial advisor, financial coach, or credit specialist to teach me how I could do this. I ended up Doing the research, learning how to do it myself, but I was in a desperate position. And you do things that you probably normally wouldn't do when you are desperate. That's why it's not a good idea to make financial decisions while you're desperate and being stressed. So I had a friend that referred this person. So that's one of the reasons why I thought, well, I was like, well, you know what? Maybe they are legit. Mm-hmm. Maybe they can actually help me because I had a friend that said, Hey, they helped me get my credit in a position where I can get me a new car. Wow. So I paid this person $2,500. They said that they would uh, help fix my credit, but all they did was just go online and dispute everything on my credit report. And then oh, that was it. Goodness. There was no follow up. I, I called them, emailed, text. I ended up having to filed a civil suit against them. What? I actually went to court, had them served by the sheriff oh, department. Oh um, oh but you know God. what? I got to the point where I was like, you know what? This is taking too much of my time and my mental peace. You and know, they welcome. told me... At, Yeah. They told me at the court office that I can, uh, since I'm not getting a response anymore, that I could try to have his wages garnished. But I realized it was costing me more time and money to pursue him. So I just had to take it as a loss and a lesson learned that, you know, when, when it comes to credit. If I have some things that I need to work out, I'm just gonna learn how to do it myself and do that, or I'm gonna hire an actual person who um, is a specialist and the can help me the right it. way, the legal way mm-hmm. to get it done. So, yeah, that's one that I regret, but I also look at it as a way that I, I learned because I quickly was able to do the research and learn how to repair my credit myself and get yeah. rid of the negativity that was on there and add more positivity that was on there. So that's one that I regret and I would never do again. And I would not recommend anyone. And if anyone is thinking about hiring someone to help you with your credit, it's just doing your research. Even if a friend recommends them, still do your own research, ask questions, and make sure you're making that right decision.
0: That is such a good one, man. I posted so many videos on YouTube early on when I first started my YouTube channel about Doing your own credit repair, like this is how you increase your own credit score. Like, why yeah. would you? You know, you're already struggling with money. Obviously, if your credit score is not looking good, so just mm-hmm. keep your coins and fix it yourself. And if you really get to a point where you can't move forward, then you can try to get some credit help. But. At first, all the basics can be done right from home, by yourself. That's definitely the way to go. So, oh man, I'm sorry that happened to you. But at the same time, you know, you learned from it and it made you stronger now. You do your due diligence before you hire anybody.
1: Yes, definitely. (laughs)
0: love it. Okay, what about on the flip side? A, A time where you spent a lot of money, maybe other people would look at your situation and judge you for it, but you are proud because that money was worth it for you to spend.
1: Yes. So, one of the things that I felt that I am glad that I spent money on. One thing is I bought my mom a car. So, mm-hmm. it it's it's nothing I would see as negative, but I've never paid cash for a car before. I paid $12,640 for a car for my mom. And uh, my mom had been without a car for about 20 years. She walked, rode the uh, rode the, the bus, right. train, you know, and she just, she doesn't mind, you know, so she got used to it. But she was always available uh, when she could to, you know, watch my daughter if I needed to yeah. travel for work, things like that. So I said, you know what, I want to help my mom out and buy her a car. And that was the largest oh. purchase that I had. And I walked in the pay cash for it. And even the sales rep, she was like, I've never, one of the uh, car sales women, she said, I never paid cash for a car. She was like, how does that feel? And I said, you know what? It feels good. Like I, I really was speechless to myself. I said, I cannot believe that I'm actually paying cash for a car. And it's not even for me. This is me gifting this for someone else. And I know, um, you know, I had someone close to me that said, well, you know what? Why not just use that money to Buy your own self a new car or invest money in somewhere else. Why? You know, and I say, you know what? I like to give back to others who have helped me in some you kind of way.. Mama. yeah. so me. even when you're doing good things, people still find something negative to say about it. <laughs> you know, not that you not that I need everyone to agree with what I'm doing or co-sign or congratulate me, but, you know, I'm doing something positive and people still find a, a, something uh, negative to say mm-hmm. and say, hey, no, you should just spend it on yourself. And it's like, no, sometimes mm-hmm. you need to uh, give back. And for me to have to purchase that car pay cash and just skip over all the finance portion of the paperwork, yes. I was like, I don't have to deal with a bank or anything no, like that. No,
0: rooms, no car notes. Ooh. Yeah. So it's just.
1: It just felt really good to, for one, gift uh, something like that to someone else. But it felt really good because I was able to pay cash for something that I've never even, uh, like, I paid off my car, but I had never purchased a vehicle in cash like that that's before.
0: Awesome. So and that's, that's the smartest way to buy a car. That's the yes. best way to buy a car if you have the cash. If you get it, I mean, why would you? If you if you don't need to go into debt for it, why would you? You know what I mean? So that's that was, yes. that was definitely smart on your behalf. Yes. So that's something
1: that I felt that I had a couple of people just kind of say, "Hey, you know, why would you spend that much on a car when you could have, you know, done this or done that, you know?" And I say, "You know what? I'm in a giving mood, and it's just on my heart and my spirit, and that's just what I'm going to do, and I don't it
0: regret changed it." Changed your mother's life, like I bet you, it just made your mother's life so much. better better. You know what I mean? Like in, in in a lot of ways, but also just the simple fact that she doesn't have to depend on anything, any bus schedule, any bus driver, any, she can just go where she needs to go when she's ready to go. And that independence to give to to somebody like your mom, to give them that independence, that's a bigger gift than just a car. So it is.
1: And that made me feel really good to know that if it's hot, if it's cold, if it's raining, snowing, whatever, She has her own ride. You know, it's Mm -hmm. one thing to see for me. I don't like to wait on people. So, Mm -hmm. you know, if I want to go somewhere, I want to be able to get in my own car. But there Mm -hmm. has been times where I didn't have my own car and I had to depend on other people for a ride or depend on the bus schedules. But it did feel really good to be able to do something like that because at once upon a time, I was barely paying bills, Mm -hmm. regular bills. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So to be able to pay for a vehicle and give it to someone, it really just gave me more motivation to keep doing well financially, so that I can continue to do other things for other people.
0: Yes, I love that. I love that so much. Um, all right, well, awesome. For those of people, the for those people out there listening or watching um, who have not ever heard of Cleo and her amazing platform for uh, bridging together yoga and finance, Cleo, give them a little taste of um, who you are and what your platform is about. Yes, thank
1: you so much. Well, I'm Cleo with Cleo Yoga Finance. I'm originally from Nashville, Tennessee, but I currently live in Dallas, Texas. And I decided to start Cleo Yoga Finance. It started with my own financial journey. So I was in a position where, you know, I was a teen mom. Mm -hmm. I still went to college right after high school, but I still struggled. You know, no one talked about money at all, um, no one taught me about money at all. No one talked about it. All I knew was that I need to get me a job, try to go to college, yes. uh, take out student loans because you don't have any money to go to school that's saved, and then just pay bills. So, no one really talked about saving and investing and yep. you know what to do when you actually get your paycheck, like how to actually manage when you the money. You money when you what are it? these deductions and taxes, and what is all of this? You know, so I learned the hard way. You know, I took out student loans and i had credit cards payday loans Oof. title loans i had so much i mean any type of debt you can think of i had it and it was in collections so 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 years 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 later um i was in a position where i was just stressed and i said you know what i'm just going to move I was in my hometown all my life, and I just said, maybe if I relocate, maybe that's the answer to all of my problems, <laughs> And which I quickly realized it's not. So <laughs> if you don't do the work inside, it will just follow you everywhere. Yeah. So I moved uh, to uh, Florida, and I first lived in Miami for about six months, and then I relocated to Orlando for another mm-hmm. job, and there I was homeless for about four months. I ended up sending my daughter. I have a daughter that's 16 now. But um, at the time, years ago, I sent her back to my hometown to stay with my mom, just temporarily. I'm sorry, to stay with my sister temporarily. Um, No one knew that I was homeless. I just told them, hey, I have this new job. It's going to require me to travel for training. And I just need my daughter to stay there. So while I was living in my car for four months, The job where I was working, they had a a gym on the first floor. So Mm -hmm. I would shower there and I would practice yoga. I started getting into yoga and meditation because I was already stressed, frustrated. Mm -hmm. I wanted to get my money together, but I just didn't know how I was going to get there. So Mm -hmm. I just started doing something that's active because I didn't have, you know, a nice, comfortable house or a partner right. to go to. So I would go to the gym and I would work out and I would start practicing yoga. I started seeing these yoga challenges on Instagram. Mm-hmm. So I would start practicing and participating in challenges. But what I realized is that doing yoga and meditation, it helped clear my mind. It helped make me feel good internally and mm-hmm. externally. So when I started to work through my financial goals, it helps me make better decisions because I wasn't physically Mm -hmm. feeling tired and stressed. And when you're working on your finances, some days are going to be great and easy and exciting. And there's going to be some other days where it's not as inspiring and motivating. So you need something in your life that you are, doing to nurture your mind and your body and your spirit. And for me, it was the yoga and the meditation. So I continued to practice yoga and I continued to work through my financial goals and together it helped me thrive. And then once I started making a progress in my finances, Mm -hmm. it just started to hit other areas of my life, career, you know, relationships, you know, everything just started to change. So I said, you know what, when I start helping other people, I am going to show them how I use the yoga and meditation to help me in my finances and how it's really important to not just talk about money without talking about the mindset yes. and talking about how we need to shift our thoughts and our feelings and emotions about money. Because a lot of the times, the way we feel and think about money is, is holding us back from the, you know, the it affects the type of actions that we're taking mm-hmm. every day. So that's why I am doing yoga and finance together because I want people to not just only focus on the finances, but you got to focus on the mindset. And, and I had to dig deeper mm-hmm. to really learn how to make changes because there were times where I would be pumped up. I would either read a book yeah. Or go to an event. And I'm like, you know what? Yes, I'm going to change. I'm going to change.
0: Right, right. And then,
1: you know, the next week, I'm just back to what I was doing before. Yeah. It was because I didn't, I, I was just kind of like at the surface. I didn't really dig deep to figure out what happened, what's going on, why did this happen, how am I feeling? Even having to pull back from stuff I've experienced as a kid, I had to actually mm-hmm. understand a whole lot of. How did I get to where I am now, so I can move forward? So wow. that's why I, I mix them together, so I can have a constant, um, a, a constant reminder that I need to be working on myself physically, mentally, mm-hmm. and financially in order to thrive in all areas.
0: I love. Oh my goodness! First of all, why you were telling me a story about being homeless, living in the car and going in, into the gym just to have a space to be physically yeah. and to and to work through what you were feeling. Like literally the hairs on my shoulder, my arm, they're like all standing up on end because that is that is just incredible how some people find themselves stuck in their car, living out of their car or homeless and feel like it's time to quit. It's time to give up. And mm-hmm. instead, you use that. you I mean, obviously using your support system and having your sister help you with your baby was definitely smart because sometimes yeah. you're not to just just you got to clear everything physically and mentally so you can start from scratch. But you use that as a starting point rather than an end point. And that is just, oh, my goodness, that is so inspirational. And I think it speaks to a lot of different people's lives in a lot of different ways. I mean, it could be financially, it could be mentally, it can be emotionally, it can be physically. Don't let it be the end point. Use it as a starting point. Use it as a jumping off point yeah. in to so the next thing rather yeah. than letting it you know, be an end. I, I love that.
1: Most definitely. And yeah. it was that was not easy for me to do is sending my daughter back because we're always together, yeah. you know, and I've been a single parent, you know, the entire time. So it was hard for me to do that. Yeah. Um, but I say, you know what, I I cannot have her living in the car. But I knew this was something I needed to get through on my own. Because even after it was over, I had some friends that say, Why didn't you tell me? I would have tried to mm-hmm. maybe give you some money for a hotel, you know, for a few weeks or something. But I said, You know what? I need to get out of this I had to on, my do own. It on my own. And I, yeah. Yes. And there are times where, yes, we need to seek help when we need it. That's but true. there are some times where I feel like, you know what? I need to work through this, and I, I knew I needed to experience it mm-hmm. to get to my next level. So after it was over, um, stuff just started happening. I just I just really tried my best to stay positive, and that's where the yoga and meditation came in, and yep. then also thinking about the people that I'm associating with every day and talking to as well. Yep. So you do have to have a, a really good... Support system, even if it's just one person just to talk to, even if they can't help you financially or physically, but just having someone to talk to really helps. For years, I would hold things in and not talk to people because mm-hmm. I was ashamed, embarrassed. Or yeah, I yeah. just felt like everyone has their own problems. Not, no one has time to really hear about what I'm going through. Yeah. But I realized that it's 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 very um, you would do yourself a disservice holding it all in right. for years. So it's really good to talk yeah. about it. Mm-hmm. And that's something that when I started to help other people with their finances and I started sharing my story, people were like, wow, Cleo, you you were homeless before or you struggled with money. Like people hard to believe. don't realize that we all have a story and we've all struggled with something. Yes. And a lot of us have had struggles with money. But what the good thing about it is we can use our lessons learned mm-hmm. to help other people, educate others, to help them avoid making that mistake. Or if it's something they're already going through helping them navigate through that process. So, yeah. I love this
0: so much. I want you to talk a little bit about, because you said that you um, struggled a lot with debt and debt mistakes. Though There's so many people understand credit cards, how it works. Credit card debt is very common. Student loan debt, same thing. Owing on a car, same thing. But what I think a lot of people don't talk about, and it's actually a very big crisis in, across the United States, is taking payday loans. Can you yes. talk about your experience doing that? Like, What is it like? What was that experience like in terms of of getting a payday loan to to give you money and then also to try to get out of it?
1: Yeah, with payday loans, I turned to them because I was in a position where I wanted to borrow money but I couldn't either you didn't because
0: have credit you, you right you reason mm. credit
1: was trash, you know, credit. or you know my debt to income ratio was wasn't much. at the you know acceptable uh, you know percentage. So I felt my only option was to get a payday loan because. You typically don't have to meet any credit requirement. You just have to be working somewhere and have a job uh, most of the time. So I would get into that. My intentions were to borrow it and pay it right back and be done. But what you realize is that when your next paycheck comes and you have to pay it, you you need that money. So you just keep doing it over and over and over again. And next thing you know, it's weeks and months and years later and you're still in this cycle. Because for me personally, I wasn't, my income really wasn't increasing at that time. So I never could afford to pay it off and not take it out again. So I got to a point where I was like, you know what? This is stressful because the interest rate on the payday loans are ridiculous.
0: Oh my goodness. They they can go up to 300%, 400%. That's yes. insane.
1: It's very insane. And I, I hear a lot of people say, well, if the interest rate is that high, why would you even deal with payday loans?
0: Well, you don't have anywhere else to go. You just no, were saying yes. it, so you didn't have another choice. A lot of people yes. go there. It's, yep. it's not always and so it's, logical, you know. It's not.
1: And I had to think about what I experienced. You know, I don't, I don't never just automatically judge people for certain mistakes. Because you never know what the situation was. That's but right. for me, I was a single mom. I had one job. It didn't pay well at all. I was still thankful to be working, right. but it wasn't a lot of money. So I went to the payday loans, but I was in that cycle. And they don't mm-hmm. teach you how to get out of it. They just they just keep recommending you just oh, just do it again. Just you really, know, that's, that's
0: a great point. For those of you out there who have never heard of a payday loan or not familiar, all you have to do is come in, prove that you have a job, give them a blank page, uh, a blank yeah. page, And then after a week or two, whatever your term was, you, you have to pay them back plus whatever interest you agree read on. But if you can't afford to, say for example, you borrowed $100 and in in a week you have to come back and pay them $200 back. Let's mm-hmm. say the week passes, you got your check, but you can't give them the $200. All you have to do is give them $30 and you... Create a new loan and it basically keeps going. It rolls over. So now, next in the next week, you come back. You give them the hundred, the hundred dollars that you borrow plus the extra hundred dollars for the interest. So now that's the two hundred plus another amount in interest. Mm-hmm. And if you can't pay that, then you pay another thirty dollars and you keep sending yeah. it. But it keeps cr- accruing interest. So mm-hmm. by the time you you, it's basically like. You know, a pile and just keeps getting bigger and bigger. And you can just keep paying 30 bucks or 40 or 50 bucks just to keep extending it instead of paying the full amount, which maybe you can't afford. Maybe you can't find it. So they make it really easy for you to just Mm -hmm. keep on extending it, renewing it, and keep owing all that money and letting it pile up. Instead of making it easy for you to get out of it, they make it easy for you to stay in it. So that's why it's very hard. It's worse than credit cards, it's Mm -hmm. worse than personal loans, it's worse than taking a cash advance on your credit card, which Yes. All things that are that are dangerous, but payday loans yes. can be some of the worst, for sure.
1: Yes, and definitely, how I got out of those payday loans, I, I was never able to pay them off. It got to a point where. I wasn't able to pay, so I stopped paying. They ended up, you know, deducting it out of my checking account. So I had overdraft fees. So my mm-hmm. checking
0: account ended up getting closed. Right, because they so had your end check. Up- you gave them yep. a blank check. So they had your routing number, the yes. checking account information. Mm-hmm. 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 Yes, oh.
1: they had it all, girl. And it ended up my checking account ended up closing, charged off. So once I actually was able to pay them off, the so now I had the payday loans that was charged off in collections. I also had my checking account that was In collections because the overdraft fees just kept adding up and this was back when they they was allowing multiple overdraft fees like in a day so it it just got to a point where I actually when I had a nowadays I I, I don't get a a tax refund but years ago when I did I just used that money to start paying off debts when I got my tax refund so it's you do have to be mindful when you're taking off these taking out these loans these payday loans to see okay what am I going to use this money for? What are my other options? So that's why it's really important to make sure you are following people who are giving you this type of knowledge to teach you the best way. If you're trying to borrow money, okay, what are the best options versus going to the... Predatory lenders like the payday loans, even the title loans, rent to own stuff like all of that is just.
0: And you know what what kills me the most about it? Because I grew up in the hood. I grew up in Brooklyn in a neighborhood that was predominantly black and Latino. There was not a lot of other. People in the neighborhood—they're all Um, over there, right? And that's when I would walk down, um, like over by my house is Graham Avenue, which is like you know we we used to call it Graham, (laughs) but you're not supposed to pronounce the H in Graham, but we say Graham anyway. And on Graham Avenue, there would be like check cashing places that will also give you payday loans. And then when I would go to the Bronx to visit some of my friends that also lived in the hood in the Bronx, I would walk up and down and see payday loan centers, check cashing places, same unit in the same building as a chicken place. So they would Basically trying to lure you in only yes. in certain zip codes. And then when I would yes. go and visit my wealthy friends after college, I started meeting some <laughs> know, people with, who had well, wealth, wealthy yes. families. We'll go to their community. I'm like, well, I don't see no payday mm-hmm. loan centers over here. How come yes. y'all don't got no chicken plate slash check yes. cash? cash <laughs> plate? How come y'all don't have that? And how come yes. I don't see you know, no, no, no bulletproof glass in the liquor store where you guys yes. live at? Exactly. When I was growing up, I thought every liquor store had bulletproof glass. I (laughs) thought every liquor store looked. That's how I've seen it. I remember my first time going into a liquor store, I was like, where's the... Where's the bulletproof glass in here? And they i not like, <laughs> what's going on? Like, yes. and you don't realize that communities are different until you start to see outside of your own. And I feel like payday loan centers, for sure, they target in certain zip codes and they know where people are feeling out of desperation and feeling like they don't have the choice. And that is so predatory. There's no other word for it besides predatory. Yeah. I mean, it's so freaking yes. mad. It's illegal. And I'm glad
1: you mentioned that because just over the years, just with... Um, work, I've had to relocate several times. You know, I lived in Florida, I lived in Maryland, Colorado, now Texas. And what I've learned is, you know, every state, every city, you know, has, you know, the the good neighborhoods, the hood, That's the right. poor neighborhoods. And what I've learned, even in my hometown and all these other places is that's where they are, these check cashing places, the liquor stores with the bulletproof glass, right. you know, and yeah. all of these different the rent-to-own places. And, you know, I, I used to wonder, why are they only in my neighborhood? But mm. as I got older, mm. I started to learn, understand things about finances. It's because they try to get the people who are desperate and don't have options or don't feel like they have any other options or don't have the necessary financial education, don't have people teaching them about this stuff. They're hoping that they continue to stay desperate, stay, you know, in that poor mindset, yeah, and just keep borrowing, keep getting stuck. Yeah, when you come in, of course they're going to be nice. You know, yeah, fill this out. Yeah, you can apply for this. But they don't talk to you about consequences. You might not be able to get out of this, you know, unless you, you can't get the, tip. I mean, that's their job, you know, to make, to get you to borrow. But it's really, that's why it's really important for us to make sure that we are reaching those people who feel like they don't have hope or they don't have the necessary financial education to be able to learn how to get out of payday loans, because it's it's a very hard cycle. Most people who take them out, it's not just a one time. Mm -hmm. It's it's just a big cycle. So I definitely glad I learned from it. But now I can teach other people that there are other options if you feel that you need or want to borrow that that's payday true. loans doesn't have to be your your only option
0: that's or an so, option at all. That's so true. I, I love that you use your experience learning from that to teach other people because that's that's what I felt like I had to do too. When I finished paying off all my debt, I was like, how come nobody taught me this? I went mm-hmm. to school. I was a good student. I went to one of the best colleges, blah, blah, blah. They all the things <laughs> I was supposed to do. I never was taught about this. I had to, to learn it the hard way. Yes, and, and that's what, it's just so frustrating because you, at the end of the day, you end up learning for yourself. And then most people keep that knowledge to themselves and, and, and your family, maybe. And instead, what we need to do is tell everybody, tell everybody. Because we need to spread this like wildfire so that we could prevent other people coming up, making the same mistakes again and again, generation after generation.
1: Yes. And I definitely feel that we should have more conversations. And I know sometimes I hear people say that they aren't comfortable talking about it because of the guilt, the shame, the fear. They feel like they don't trust people with their personal um, finance information or personal stories that they're sharing but I feel that if we talk more about it, other people will be more open because when I started to share my story, it did stem from me hearing so many other people share their stories about what they're experiencing. And I said, oh, wow, it's not just me. I'm not the only one that was struggling not not out there. So it just made me feel good to hear other people's uh, stories about how they overcame certain struggles. So I learned from other people and I said, you know what? I I don't need to underestimate what I've been through. You know, I need to actually share it so someone else could be inspired, be motivated and learn from it and know that I'm human too. And Mm -hmm. I've made mistakes and Mm -hmm. I'm not perfect. I'm still learning as well. But I feel that I used to really underestimate the things that I did experience as if it really wasn't a big deal. But as I talk to more people, educate more people and share my story, you know, people are like,
0: wow, they're like
1: taken back, like, right cuz it's, it's actually it
0: is so yeah. powerful and people wouldn't really expect it you know what i mean it's like it's kind of i don't know it's like it's not the type of story that you would expect it's definitely not at a, all and little, for
1: me uh, most people that, you know, whether they meet me online or in person, most people know that, I, you know, I just, I'm really, I try to be nice. I'm really mm-hmm. nice. Mm-hmm. I smile all the time. I'm always have a positive attitude. Yeah. So if I'm going through something, most people probably wouldn't know it because I still, yeah. you know, I don't really just show, you know, That's a lot right. of us are like that. We don't really always show what we're going through. We don't always look mad or sad yeah. or depressed, even though That's in the inside or in behind closed doors, we may be feeling that way. So over all the years, People were wondering, well, when you was living in your car, when was this? Because and, you, you always I didn't, just seemed happy. Right? And, and mm-hmm. I and even with a pr- a previous job that I had where um, I was uh, fired, I, one of my first real jobs that I had, mm-hmm. I was fired after four years. Um and one of my coworkers said, Cleo, I never would have thought you were going through anything like that because you were always happy at work. You know, you always were smiling, you know, cheerful. And, you know, I, I had to learn how to that it's OK to not be OK, you know, sometimes that I don't always have to smile and be positive 24-7. But at the same time. That just gave me more clarification that I need to continue to share my story so other people can be inspired that it's okay if you're going through something because it's temporary. It's not going to be forever.
0: How many other people are out there smiling and and, and everything's okay on the surface and inside they're probably experiencing the similar things to you? And by telling your story and shocking people because they would never suspect that that's your background, that you've been through those things, it will resonate with people who are also you know behind the surface struggling, even though they don't show it all the time. And I know that's a sign of resilience, actually, for you, from you, Cleo. Because I know, Thank like you. my aunt and my mom, they're very similar. You would never really know that they're struggling with something emotionally, physically, financially, whatever's going on. You can't really tell on their face. They're smiling. They're offering yeah. you cafecito. Come on in. <laughs> eat this. I cook this, and they just so nice and hospitable. You, you never really know what is actually going on in their mind. And I think for for me in my life, those have been some of the strongest women I ever knew who have made it through some. Really tough things that people can't even imagine, and it's they're so resilient. They don't show it all the time that they're struggling. Like mind you, me, I'm like if I'm struggling, everybody's gonna know because I'm like, oh my God, my God. I gotta go on YouTube and tell everybody my whole life story. Right. I'm the opposite, you know. So yeah, that's that's amazing, girl. Your story is incredible. Thank you so much for taking Thank the you. time come on the show and and tell your story and share your learnings because it's so powerful. And I know people out there listening or watching are going to leave just as inspired as me. Um, So I want to ask two more things. One is going to be obviously in case people want to reach out to you and and contact you, that you give them your information, which we will do at the end. But before that, I'm going to make a dollar bill with your face on it. And I'm going to put your money mantra over it. And I'm going to tell, you know, I want everybody who has a dollar to see what you would want to tell them. What would the money message that you want everyone to know, uh, what would you want that message to be?
1: Yes. Yeah, so that message is one of my favorite personal quotes is don't wonder what if, take a risk.
0: Ooh. And I say
1: that because there are so many times in the past where mm-hmm. I've always wondered what if, and I didn't make a move, I wonder, well, I don't have enough money. Well, what if this happens? Cause I don't have this yeah. much money saved or I don't have this much money invested or I don't have this job or I don't have this. I kept saying, what if, what if, what if, and it would delay my actions cause I'm That's not right. now I'm not doing anything. Mm-hmm. So every mm-hmm. time I stopped wondering what if, and I took a risk, it always led me to more opportunities, yeah. whether if it's job opportunities, whether if it's volunteer opportunities, where if it's opportunities to make more money. Every opportunity led me to something more valuable, not just money, but just connections with people. Um, very great experiences in life that just makes me live a more fulfilling life. So nine is don't wonder do what if, take a risk. If it's something that you want to do. And I really uh, related to me starting my own business because for years I wanted to work for myself and start my own business, but I just never really thought it was possible. Mm -hmm. I kept saying, well, I don't have this. Maybe I should go back to school. or Maybe I should get this and get that. And I say, you know what? Yes. I'm just going to start it and learn as I go. And now that I have, I've had so many opportunities that happened that I didn't even anticipate at Mm -hmm. all. But when you just take that next step, just stuff will just start happening. And you're going to learn as you go. You're going to still make mistakes. I still make mistakes. I'm um, still learning.
0: Nobody's going to be perfect, but no. at least you took that leap of faith and you took action. You, you rather than yes. sitting, sitting around complaining and not doing something about it. Yes. Yeah.
1: So don't wonder what if. Take a risk. It will always lead you to more of the things that you really want to have mm-hmm. in your financial lifestyle.
0: I love that so much. Cleo, thank you, thank you, thank you so much. So where can people contact you and let you know that you're inspiring to them and that your story really, really helped to motivate them today and feel like they can make a change in their financial lives just like you did?
1: Yes, yes. So I would love for you to connect with me on social media. So it's at Clio Yoga Finance and that's C-L-E-O-Y-O-G-A-F-I-N-A-N-C-E. And I'm on uh, Cleo Yoga Finance on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Uh, you can also go to my website. It's CleoYogaFinance.com. And if you have questions, if you need some tips or advice, just send me a message on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter, or you can email me at hello at com If you want to learn more about yoga and finance and how I do them together, or if you're interested in any of my upcoming programs as well, I would love to have you and teach you more about how you can improve your financial lifestyle. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. And you have a safe weekend as well.